What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 131 of the Should I Play That podcast. I'm your host, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackrod. I'm here joined by my co-hosts, Rod and James. What's good, guys? What's going on? How y'all doing? Yo, you know, man, just out here living, loving life. How about you? I, hey, listen, can't complain. There, there. We've had some really good, like, video game betas and trials, and like, just it's it's a good time. It's a good time to be a gamer right now. It's a, mm-hmm. we are eat. When I say we are eating right now, mm-hmm. we are eating, and we're just in the warm up. That's the crazy part. We got like three fourths of the year left. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, this the twenty twenty three is is really shaping up to be great. So uh, yeah, I, I, it's been awesome so far. Yeah, like between uh, like gaming, um, I feel like movies have been pretty good. I've been I've been pretty in, I've been fairly entertained with movies too recently. Okay. Yes, movies are great right now. Couple of watched... television shows out right now. Oh wait, what, what are y'all what are y'all watching? Because I'm watching trash television right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need I, I need help in the television department. I'm I'm not watching any good shows in a minute. You're not watching what was it? Is it like Cougar Island or something? Is that what <sighs> you watching? Like no, like Love Is Blind and like all okay. those like yeah, all of those like Netflix reality TV shows. I'm keeping up with them. It's just drama. That's all it is. It's just that I, <laughs> my life. Thank you know. Thankfully, is is drama free. So I got to get like my dose somewhere. So I watch those shows. This man is taking vitamins for drama. <laughs> no sense. <laughs> but that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Let's uh, let's jump right in it. Let's go ahead and jump into our first segment. What you've been playing, mm-hmm. guys? Um, we sort of talked earlier in the show. We've sort of been mostly playing. At least me and Rod have been playing almost the same stuff. So yeah. James, why don't you start us off? What you've been playing, man? Okay, so you know, there's there's a new Resident Evil on the block, and everybody's super hype about that. So, of course, I decided to play the game two games prior. Resident <laughs> Evil 2 is um what I'm talking about. I have not ever played this game before, original or remake. Figured mm. it was finally time to take that uh that trip through Raccoon City Police Department. And I gotta say, this is a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, I'm not huge into horror games. But this is one of headphones on in the dark. I don't care. We're just gonna have to get through it. <laughs> Type of situations. What, what was your um, expectation prior to playing it? Um, I knew I was gonna get stalked. Um, I knew it was gonna be dark, and I knew that it was a bit more gruesome than they were able to do back in the mm-hmm. day. So that's kind of what I prepared myself for. And when you say stuck, like like on a puzzle or something. Um. Well, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, I was trying to figure out where this piece goes or where that part goes. But actually, mm-hmm. I've been pleasantly supri- surprised with um how they've handled items and collecting mm-hmm. things in this game. Yeah. So um, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Is- yeah, yeah. No, totally agree. There's a lot of um quality of life things that uh, uh, that they added to that remake that made it pretty friendly. Like, I don't think it's a... Like a breeze, like there's a lot of secrets and stuff that you, you can, as a player, can can find on your own, and, and that feels really satisfying. But I've I never felt one time that you know, I, I, like I was wondering where to go, what to do, and felt frustrated by that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, the map is amazing. It might be one of my favorite maps in like recent times because it's actually useful. Yeah, it's actually useful, and it <laughs> only that. and it only fills up when you encounter something. Mm-hmm. That's nice too. Yeah. Um. 
So just being able to be like to realize that oh I've got everything in this room I can get out of here that's cool because a lot of times when it comes to puzzles in older games it would be like have I gotten everything out of here maybe I'm missing something like a key item that I need so that that confidence in order to just kind of move forward and deal with whatever's living in the next hallway that that's a lot of fun enjoying it a lot um yeah uh, what have you thought about the um Mr X encounters so I haven't actually encountered him yet. I've, really? Oh, you're really early then. Uh, yeah, I've um okay. just got to the parking garage. I encountered the man in the jail, and I think that's about as far as I've gotten. Okay. So he's def- he sees himself. <laughs> Squash that man <laughs> like a grape. That was crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, it's a really good looking game too. Like it looks amazing. Um, are you playing a the PS5 version or I'm, or I'm playing on PC. Oh, PC, PC. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I can only imagine that game probably looks in immaculate there. Yeah, it's solid. Um, I'm running to 1440. Is uh, there a, super is smooth. Real question. Mm-hmm. Are you playing with any mods? Um, not yet. I'm going through. I want the fresh experience. That's 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 a real that's fair. Because, good, for, good for you. Good for you I, I mean, I would have fucked that up. I <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like PC is a PC is like an amazing place with mods, and that's that's a smart idea going through the first fresh experience because I, mm-hmm. I definitely would have like, you know, put in a mod play of the Shrek or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna say that for the subsequent playthroughs because I hear this is a game like it's meant to be replayed. Yes, yes. So I'm gonna do. And, and- and I, I will say real quick, James, like mm-hmm. about that, I was really wary at first about that. Like I was already kind of dreading doing that. I don't like to play games over again for the most part. Um, but this was one where I, I willingly and happily did so. Oh, see, now that's that's comforting to hear. Yeah. But besides that, I'm, uh, I'm going to finish up Leon and then jump on Claire next. But besides that, the real reason I haven't had too much time to play that is because I've been playing so much Destiny 2. Tell us about Destiny 2. What's going on with Destiny? They were just released a new expansion, right? Yeah, it's been um about a month now since release Lightfall dropped. Um, that was the new expansion that brought through uh, a new planet, um, Neptune, a new story. Um, you got a new uh, set of abilities, the Strand Power class. That's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played too much Destiny 2 since, mm. like, I think maybe the second expansion, major expansion, and I've just kind of fallen off. Uh, I jumped back in maybe two months prior to Lightfall just to get myself caught up and see what was going on as far as my abilities go. But I've got to say that they've taken this new um, this new ability, Strand, and it just kind of made the last set of abilities feel kind of obsolete now. Which, also, um, so the last ability was stasis, um, ice thematic, really based on crowd control and keeping your opponents in place. Right. And it's great. But after a certain damage threshold, that stasis mode breaks and enemies yeah. are free again with strand. That's not the case. Once they're stuck, they are stuck until the timer runs out. So just that in itself kind of makes, it makes the ability to free somebody just feel kind of useless. When I can hold them in place, everyone does more damage, and it's more just effective crowd control. And it's easier to unlock than the stasis class. They've time-gate the abilities by, like, weekly completions. As opposed Wait. to just... 
Yeah. Really? So yeah. So in order to unlock all the um, abilities of stasis, you have to complete bounties for one of the characters. But she only gives you two per week. Gotcha. So if you have like sixteen different pieces to unlock, you have to consistently play the game for like eight weeks just to unlock every bit of the side quest, uh, every bit of your um your subclass. As opposed to Strand, where I just play the game on a certain location and I get shards that way, and then I can lock them as fast as I can play the game. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Question. That seems like a. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, so for for people that are coming in fresh, like mm-hmm. how how is the setup for that? So there is a pretty um, speedier version of the onboarding process. So it takes you through like the first few opening missions of the first game. And then it kind of just drops you into the tower and you're introduced to all the different characters. So all those quests are still there. It's just shorter than it would have been if you played it originally. Um, let me see. I haven't played a fresh character because I still had a lot of my old equipment from my old time playing. So I'm not saying like it was a super fresh experience for me, but it wasn't difficult to get caught up. I think once you get into the flow of understanding what's going to like increase your power, which is playing certain activities on a weekly or um, just following certain parts of the story, you can get caught up really quickly. Like if you just skipped all of the old campaign stuff and just played the Lightfall campaign, you would be to the soft level cap by the time you finish it, if you played it on hardest difficulty. Okay. So they do stuff like that to make it a bit easier to get back in. Yeah, because that's the issue, like, uh, jumping in as a new player, either a new player or a player that's coming back after a long time, is that when you log in, they throw a bunch of things in your face. And mm. there's no, like, clear direction on like, what you need to do. Um, and now I think they've updated that recently, where uh, it's sort of streamlined in the menu. So as long as you're following the things in the menu, you're pointing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But it's to the point now, it's like, as far as things to do, I have about 40 quests that I don't even remember picking up and just sitting in my quest log for me to do. So there's just so much content in this game, which is nice if you wanted something to sink your time into. But um, sometimes it feels like to stay on top of everything, it's almost like a full-time commitment, which mm-hmm. is weird to say for a video game. But I'm having yeah, fun. I, that's the, yeah, that's the thing with live service games. That's the, that's the hook. It's like yeah. you're, you're, you're hooked. And like Destiny has fucking Bungie has figured out a way to get you invested in like doing so like certain things throughout the week. And it's not even like, all right, I have to do everything. Like, let's say if you like doing PVP, you have your PVP things that you could do to get your end, end game stuff. Mm-hmm. But then if you're a PVE person, you have like your, you know, strikes, your raids and stuff like that. So, Which is more what I tend to do. Exactly. So I, I guess you can really find what you like to do in that game and sort of just build off of that. I, like that. I, I haven't, um, I haven't played since the, the Cade expansion. Um, but uh, so, so I don't know at this point, like, with Lightfall, have they have they added any more sort of different cooperative activities, or you, you're still getting like the strikes, the raids, like those are the core uh, experiences still for for people post narrative? Yeah, those are the main things. Um, strikes, raids. They've added dungeons. I don't know if you've played any of those before. So, no, I haven't. What is that? So it's kind of somewhere in the middle between a strike and a raid. Hmm. So you kind of get those raid mechanics, but just in shorter bursts, which is nice. 
Hmm. Um, that sounds cool, actually. Yeah. They encourage you to do those weekly for different rewards. Um, we've been around for Gambit. That sounds familiar, probably. So Gambit is that PvE VP mode. So it's like two teams competing on opposite sides of the map. Um, and you're taking down different enemies trying to charge up your your bank, basically. And bank points. Uh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And at a certain point, you get the ability to invade um, the opponents. And if you can snipe them, you can um, basically reset their progress. Yeah, yeah. That that was actually kind of cool. A lot of people hate Gambit. I don't know why. I love that game. <laughs> I, I might be the minority there. I'm used to that. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's so much fun. Um, besides that, what else? So the the new area, the new planet. I heard, I did hear that it's like a city, like an actual city that you're walking around, like a neon lit kind of area. Yeah, cyberpunk maybe. Okay. So, not the entire thing. Um, you definitely get into that point where it kind of feels more to like you're on a planet, like mm. the the outskirts, I guess, of the city, mm-hmm. which is still nice. Um, it's not super like hustling and bustling. So when you hear city, you don't think like. Grand Theft Auto, Cyberpunk, like, oh, there's going to be so many people roaming around. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's more just like a playground for you to fly around and shoot things. And that's the main stuff you'll be doing in gotcha. that game. How's the strand abilities sort of like play into traversal? Hmm. Not as much as I figured there would. There are certain points around the map where you can use your strand grapple which is also like substituted for your grenade ability, which I really don't like, but that's neither here nor there. And you can use it as like a free grapple point to swing around certain parts of the city. But um, most of the time, this is kind of up to you. It's like classic Spider-Man video game rules where you can just stick onto whatever and you'll just swing and it doesn't matter whether it's attached to anything or not. And yeah, like, I, like I've seen videos of like people shooting a rocket and then like attaching their strand to the rocket. I'm not doing all that. I haven't tried that yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I like the shackle grenade more than zipping around. So the shackle gives me more of that control that I like. But it is cool to like swing through the air and then um, shoulder charge through enemies. Fucking massive like melee damage. Something that warlocks don't do a lot of. So that's that's fun to try out. But um, besides that, I don't know, man. Strands more so for me has just been about crowd control. And I love it for that. Uh, at some at some point, I'm gonna get back in Destiny. I've, I've said I've said that for at least like <laughs> a year, two mm-hmm. years now. Uh, at some point, I just, I, just too I, many I, games. I, it's, it is. It's a lot, and I got other things to do. Yeah, I think that's what stops me. Is it feels like a lot, and I do appreciate like James was explaining, like the onboarding process being a lot more streamlined, and that's that's nice. I, I'm not. I guess it's it's not that so much I'm I'm scared of. I think it's just it feels like a wealth of content, and I it, maybe I do want to jump in do the Queen stuff. I think that was the last expansion, right? Queen something, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then do the Lightfall narrative content. That's how I handled the Kate expansion. Like I I hopped in, did the story, did a few of the post game contents. Uh, maybe the raid. I think I tried once or twice in the strike. And then I like jumped out and, and I was actually kind of fine with that. Um, and I'm thinking maybe down the road during like a, a, a dry period, I might, I might do that. 
Um, actually, sorry, I don't want to like dominate everything with with Destiny talk, but but I am curious about the narrative. Like, the advertising has like been very upfront about you know witness the beginning of the end. It seems like they're wrapping up things. Like, mm-hmm. is are they actually though? Like, does it seem like things are are coming to an end, or like how is that without like spoiling anything like for anybody? Um, how how is that feeling right now as far as like the narrative goes? So. No. Okay. <laughs> At least that's not what I took from the campaign. It definitely mm. feels like we're in the rising action and something definitely has happened. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel the effects. It's kind of more like, what that guy just do? And we don't really know. <laughs> Wait for the mm. next expansion to find out. <laughs> hmm. Okay. And so there... That, that, Oh no! Go ahead. But go ahead. there are little bits of narrative that are happening. Like, um, I think over the last month they've been fleshing out one of the, um, what is her name? The lady that gives you ships, Hawthorne Holloway Holloway. Uh, yeah. Oh Holloway. yeah. They've been expanding up on her story, and that's cool. But hmm. I'm not really sure how it's relating back to the beginning of the end. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've, I feel like for for years now they've like kind of teased they, like what you just said about kind of like you know something may have like has happened but it it's like not enough like propulsion to a conclusion like i feel like it's been like that since i would say the first exp- destiny 2 expansion mm-hmm. um like the the hints to it and i have no idea if this is actually happening sorry i i don't know but like the there was like early hints that oh the the light thing the the what is it the traveler traveler yeah the traveler is actually you know evil or something and like like yeah like all of that was kind of teased and i was like okay that's a neat idea um i guess i'll play the next expansion to find out and that stuff was never really um uh touched on Mm -hmm. but they did sort of tease that for the lightfall stuff and and with all of the you know hey it's the end or or beginning of the end type thing for the ads like i was thinking oh maybe they actually like moved the the story along some um but it sounds like maybe maybe not you you know what it feels like the more that i sit here and i think about it Mm -hmm. i want you to think about like it was infinity war but the movie ended immediately at the snap Mm, okay so there like he did it but that's the end of the movie got it Hmm. so like okay i have no idea what the ramifications are uh, what's the plan at this point? Is there one more expansion coming? Yes. There okay. should be one more. And I believe that would be the 10th one. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and do we know when yet? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. Okay. I feel like it's, I, it'll be a year. Okay. A year. They've been steadily releasing these one a year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Cool. I mean, that's their... their- 10 year plan all right yeah they did it yeah that's that's actually true wow yeah it just kind of makes you wonder what's next uh halo destiny crossover game <laughs> <laughs> yo if he turns the travel into a halo ring <laughs> Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> it, be, it was actually, crazy. it was a Halo prequel all along. <laughs> the entire time. Oh, man. Is that, actually, is that when yes. the, the Covenant show up? Maybe. I mean, they do have yes, a sword maybe. now that kind of looks like a Halo 2 sword. 
What? Really? Yeah. Oh, like like an energy sword? There's an energy sword on here, yeah. Got you, got you. Huh, that's funny. Was, was that from the, like, the 15-year anniversary thing? No, it was something that dropped in this expansion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, try, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll wait for a sale. But I have to say, I didn't mention this one thing, that they did add probably the best thing they could have added, loadouts. Good stuff. Yes. Thank God. I used to, I used to, like, I used to use a, um, it was like an app I used back in the day when I played Destiny. And I Destiny Icon Manager? Yeah. And, like, I'm so glad I don't have to, like, have to use third party things anymore. It's actually in the game. Mm. Huh? So I've, I've done a combination of the two. Sorry, I was on a Destiny talk, but this is, so I've been using the Item Manager, the Armor Picker, all those little third party apps. Yeah. To like make setting up the loadouts easier, and then I just save them once in I'm in the game, so they're not mm. button presses. That makes sense. But I've just had so much more time just to like theory craft and play with different builds. It's a lot of fun, and that's the Ooh. fun part. That's the fun part about those games. It's yeah. like just figuring out like a build that just works for you. Before before we move on, I, I do have to ask because I, I have not yet. Um, I have to know about the raid. That's like my favorite parts of these games. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's that like in in Lightfall? Uh, it, it, try not to go too much into like mechanic spoilers because I would love to go in fresh one day. Okay. Um, but like, what's the setup for the raid in this? Um, the setup is you are attack. So, are you familiar with Nezarek? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't sound like it. So he has a, he has one of the exotics. I think it's Nazarek's helm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're finally actually getting to confront him. That's the main thing. And you're traveling up this tree of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of um, things themed around like seeds and roots and stuff like that. Okay. So that's just the main kind of crux of the mechanics. I, okay. I love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Like visually, this is some of the most interesting things I've seen in Destiny. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And uh, do you? Is it, it the raid? What, what about the raid itself? Is it not doesn't not stand up to like some of the better ones. I don't. I'm not the right person to ask about that. <laughs> I'm really not because I'm enjoying myself. I've heard a lot of different complaints throughout, like the more hardcore community, that it's not as mechanically intensive as other raids are. Okay. But I think this is kind of part of their plan. This patch is to make accessibility just a bit higher. Mm. Which is what you need when you're doing a live service, like free game. Yeah, but it's not, true. I say, you know what it is? They got tired of people getting kicked out of raids for not getting through a um, <laughs> <laughs> platforming part. But that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like all that stuff there. Yeah. And platform is still there. Mm. Um, So it's not like the, any of the mechanics are missing. I like it. Hey, if you like it, that's enough for me. I'm sure I'll check it out. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. And it probably point. has I, I the coolest chess piece I've ever seen in Destiny. I'll oh. send you a screenshot of it so you can okay. see. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Sweet. But yeah, that's my time with Destiny. All right. So, guess we can go ahead and jump into um, what we've been playing. Uh, let's, let's start off with Exoprimal. Yeah, let's start with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Exoprimal is an upcoming third-person shooter game developed and published by Capcom. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically you and Exosuit versus massive hordes of dinosaurs. Uh, it's actually not out yet. It's uh, scheduled to release on Je- July 14th. 
2023. And, you know, what we're talking about is our experience with the demo slash open beta weekend that they had a couple weeks ago. Uh, how long uh, did you get to play the, this uh, open beta? I I played it for a couple hours. Um, okay. There were almost a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only the one day. Uh, but yeah, it it was it was. Wait, what, what about you? Actually, so I didn't know that it was gonna like. I, I thought it was just like a demo that was gonna be out for a while. I didn't know it was like time dated. Oh, so I played. Yeah. I played like a solid hour, like a couple of hours. But then like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could come back to this tomorrow, and then booted it back up, and I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> Mm. That's the worst. Damn. Uh, well, at least you got the those couple hours in. Yeah. Okay. I was able to sort of jump around with like a couple of different like exo armors, and I like that when you start a match, you're not like that choice of choosing that suit. You could like pick and choose something else on the fly. So mm. wh- wh- whoever thought of that and was like, "Hey, let's not like trap people into uh, you know these decisions." So sort of like, I guess it's sort of like, uh, you could think of it as like a hero shooter, sort of like Overwatch. Kind of. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I came away with. And, and also hmm. just, just of note too, um, there was a closed beta, I think the weekend before, and okay. it was a different mode. Like it's, it was a PV, it was entirely a PVE thing. The open beta that we played was a, a, a hybrid PVP and PVE. Mm. So it was, yeah. Completely so, different. so, so. It wasn't Dino. So the mode that we played was Dino Survival, where two teams yeah. of like five players reach, they race against each other, doing different mm-hmm. objectives, uh, trying to get towards like this like main arena where you fight each other. Like yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm glad that you asked that in the form of a question because it was very yeah. unclear to me too at the time. Like the first time I played, I was like, what? is actually going on right now but that's what's happening um you do end up fighting each other at the end i think the team that gets their i, I guess you could say a payload uh to the end first gets a, a slight advantage um over that um over the other team but yeah you end up having to kill each other at the end um and i, I thought it was I, so okay i actually I want, i'm very curious about the other modes in this game i thought this one was was a fine I thought, I thought it was okay um but i actually really liked the concept of this game like a lot more when i got my hands on it i've seen this at trade shows like when capcom has had their showcases i've kind of like been eh, okay it looks a little generic i, I don't know if i if i'd really spend a lot of time on this but i thought it was really satisfying to play um Chris, you pointed out like being able to switch the suits on the fly. That actually felt pretty good, even though there's like a slight delay in switching your suits. You can't just do it immediately. I think there's a uh, what five to ten second cooldown on that, which I think is pretty so, smart. And it's oh, cool. Ahead. It's um sort of like Diva in Overwatch, where mm. when you get out of the suit, like you're playing as like the pilot. So of mm-hmm. course, like you have like less health, and then you have like uh like your your weaponry is like really limited, and mm-hmm. then in that five to seven, like, there's like about five to seven seconds where like there's a cooldown, and then you can jump into the new suit. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know how you felt about this, Chris. I'd be interested to hear from you on that, but um, but the fact that they don't lock you into roles is interesting because you can have a team that is not properly like they don't have the proper composition at all like you could maybe run around with no healers they're they're split between i think what attacker uh, support and tank 
right? Those three, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like there was one game I had jumped into where like everyone chose attacker, we didn't have any tanks. We didn't have any like supports or anything like that. Um, and they essentially do what you would think supports heal attackers run DPS and tanks, um, help mitigate damage. And, um, the fact that we, like, I switched to support because I was like, okay, well, we're just going to die, uh, which we did actually. I didn't, I didn't switch until the first couple minutes of playing and, and we were doing nothing but dying. Um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting. There's no, like, I wonder if there will be a roll lock at some point similar to Overwatch. Um, maybe in a rank mode. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in a rank mode. Um, but, but uh, I, I was going to say yeah. to answer your question, um, like I, I thought it was, I thought that was cool because I was also in the same, situation where uh starting off the match everyone just ran dps so actually for me it was a little different i peeped that from the jump so i immediately swapped over to a support person Mm -hmm. and i think at that point like two other people swapped over too so like at that point we had too much healing so Uh, yeah so doing things like that sort of uh you know held us back a little bit because while you're doing the objectives, you have the announcer in your ear the whole time saying, oh, you know, you're either doing this faster than the enemy team or you're doing this slower than the enemy team. You don't mm-hmm. see the enemy team, but sometimes you'll see, like, these holographic, uh, like, remnants of, like, I guess, where they are. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know if that was, like, exactly, like, I don't know if it was just, like, a like a placeholder, like, all right, this, like, the team is, like, heading this direction, or if it was, like, sort of mirroring where they're going but i thought that was cool i thought like you sort of added that level of pressure uh because the game is chaotic um like yes, you said before highly. you're you're fighting hordes and hordes of uh like you know mutated dinosaurs and um i think it's before the third is it the, the third wave of objectives where like there's like this massive like black hole that shows yes. up and then just like pumps like what sort of feels like thousands of, of enemies on your screen. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's that, um, one of the, if your team is doing especially well, I think if they're ahead of the other team, you can, uh, you can send a, a T-Rex to the other team and, and stop their progress or impede them in some way. Um, and they have to kill it before progressing. So you basically can, can that's how you, you get rewarded for doing really well is you could just screw the other team harder. Um, and it's it's it feels awesome to be able to do that, really. Um, hmm. And I thought all of the classes were super satisfying too. Like I, I really didn't find any that I thought like didn't work or didn't feel good. I was I was able to pull off some really really neat um, things with almost all of them, and they all have about three to four abilities per class, um, and they are all pretty useful. Like the attackers have like a Genji type character. You've got a large sword. There's a, a pyro suit uh, that deals with fire. Um, there's a melee one. I thought that one was like the most fun to me. You could pull, pull off some, some sick, like, uh, you know, fighter fighting game esque moves with that guy. Um, and I think one of them, one of the supports I think is on skates, right? Like almost yeah. like Lucio. It, mm. it did almost kind of feel a little weird though. <laughs> At one point I was like, all right, they, they really are kind of ripping from Overwatch. <laughs> um, not that Overwatch created the hero shooter, but just some of their, their character designs and classifications just seem to fit exactly, uh, to, to the Overwatch versions. But, but yeah, no, I, I really, really like this game and the, the tone of this was like, was perfect. It didn't take itself too seriously. It kind of knew that it's like, that it was super dumb. Like it's a super dumb idea to have like all these, 
like dino AI powered dinosaurs come out like from portals and like the game takes it. It just it has its its tongue firmly placed in its cheek, and I, I really loved that. It's it's super cheesy. And and it's great. So does it just have like that Earth Defense Force kind of vibe to it? Kind yes. of, yes. Okay. It kind of does. Yeah, it's like EDF and, and Dino Crisis combined. I'm, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Like, I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it that much. I, I downloaded it purely on a whim, but I ended up enjoying myself. This is going to be on Game Pass when it releases, and I, I'm definitely going to download this. I was about to say, that's the next question. Does this feel like a $60 get-on-release game? Um... I really want to play those other modes because I, I do genuinely think that this would be really fun, um, like playing through the campaign and other PVE modes with 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 other people. I think that would be really really fun and probably worth the price of admission. I don't know if I would pay if this was the only mode that was available, mm-hmm. um, and I, and we know it's not, so that's that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, even if it wasn't on Game Pass, I would probably buy this game. Like it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, um, yeah. I like the sound of that. Okay. Yeah, so, think. Um, I, I was going to say, this is basically, uh, what was the, the mode in Destiny 2 that we were talking about? Um, Gambit? Gambit? Gambit, yeah. When you, when you said you were dropping off other dinosaurs, I thought about the same thing. That's what I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to, to mention that when you were talking about Gambit. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Okay, so we kind of played the same game. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm with it. So um, that was Exoprimal. Um, next up, Diablo 4 dropped a beta. Um, they I'm so dropped upset one, I missed this. They dropped one, uh, one week where you had to buy a, uh, what's the name of that sandwich? Um, a double down. You had to buy a double down to get a code. What's a double down? Oh, so if you don't know what a double down is, it is a KFC fried chicken sandwich where instead of bread, it's more chicken. Wait, they brought that back? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tried that once. It was delicious, but I felt so terrible afterwards. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're literally trying to send people to hell with uh, trying to get this beta code. So there was that that first weekend, and then the following weekend, it was an open uh, beta where you could just download the game. And um, Diablo's back. Like it's uh it's it's back. I feel like people seem to be less pissed at this as opposed to, you know, like immortals and like all the other things I've been they've been doing lately. Um Rod, how's your how's your experience with Diablo Four? <clears throat> um I fucking love this game. <laughs> That's a strong I fucking, I yeah. fucking loved this game. Like I would, I probably played just that weekend. I probably played like almost ten hours, like just in those three or four days. Um, and I had shit to do <laughs> that weekend. Um, so yeah, it grabbed me in a way that I was not expecting. Really, like I liked, I, I like Diablo. I, I've, I, um, I don't know if I ever played the first one, but I, I like the second. I like the third. They were fine games. I played quite a bit of the third, actually. Um, never, never like my favorite things ever, but like you know, I had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if maybe I was just in the mood for something like this, or just hit at the right time. I, I don't know. But I like devoured this game. Um, 
and it's it's grounded. It's more grounded than than three was. Um, this is you get actual cutscenes in this game too. I don't recall Diablo ever like having like you know directed cutscenes um, outside of like the CGI stuff. I mean, okay, so um, these are like in engine. Like in engine scenes. Oh. Yes. Yes. In, in thank you. Yes. That perfect. In engine full cutscenes, like in the game. Um and I actually found myself kinda I mean it's it's fine. It's not like the, the best narrative, but it's like entertaining enough. I was I was paying attention. Um and I thought that was nice. It was a good propeller, uh, propellant to like um to go through the the story. Um, it is very friendly. If you've never played any of these games before, a great learning curve. I think action RPGs, specifically these Diablo likes, can sometimes feel a little overwhelming. But um, you know, and I think uh, power creep is something that like these games, you know, especially Diablo likes um, struggle with, like trying to make that progression of strength for your character uh, believable and satisfying. Of course, Diablo four four nails it to me um you are always you're feeling like you are feeling more powerful those numbers are getting higher that feels awesome um but the challenge is still like uh palpable enough to where you know you can't just roll everything and and that that is cool too um and i played this with uh, a couple times i jumped into chris's game and uh, randomly and 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 that's beautiful by the way drop in drop out whenever however it's basically open world now like you can go through like different hubs and towns and basically do your own things essentially um outside of i think chris Chris, uh, correct me if i'm wrong here chris but like you can't do like the main story mission cutscenes without everyone being there or something Mm -hmm. like that right yeah so at that point it'll it'll tell you hey uh the whole party has to be here okay okay um but like you can absolutely just kind of you know, fuck off and do some side missions or something and like still be in the same game and still be chatting and stuff like that. You can always tele uh, or teleport to, to your, your teammates whenever. So that kind of Diablo three thing came back. Um, I, I, I love this game. Um, but I'm going to, what class I was going to say, what, what class did you play with? So I played rogue. Um, I played a rogue here and I did have, uh, I did have a friend play druid, I did have another friend play um, sorcerer uh, or sorceress in that case, and uh, and those looked fine. Although I did hear some complaints about the druid. Um, people said that the druid is kind of um, it could have used some strength tuning, uh, but I also it's a beta. You're capped at level twenty, so that maybe that character changes you know later down the tree. You can only go so far. Um, Necromancer is OP. Uh, there's a, there is a, a, an ability I think called corpse party or something or co- corpse explosion, uh, that, uh, is just, just wrecks everything in its path. Um, and it's just beautiful. It, it's, it's awesome. Chris, what, yeah. what were your thoughts on, on this game? So I played with the barbarian at first and sort of ran into that issue where I, I, I guess I didn't really know where I wanted my build to go because you you, you can only do so much up to level 20. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like, I just felt like I wasn't having fun. So I went back, played with the sorceress and just it's it's a different experience when you, you like you feel powerful and you're just destroying things. And like, that's what this game does. Uh, it gives you like that sense of power of uh, just run, sort of just running through the story, just like destroying 
like just heaps and heaps of enemies and then fighting a boss. Um, the world is open, just like uh, Rob was saying. Like it's like a shared world where when you're going from like hub to hub, you'll see characters like sort of standing there doing things on their own, and like those are real people. Um, so sort of think, I don't know. I sort of got like a uh, was it RuneScape type of vibe. Hmm. Mm. of walking into cities and sort of seeing people like completing quests at the same time and uh just on their own quests um did you ever did you have a chance to do any of like the like shared world like bosses yeah a bunch of them actually yeah um and just like sort of like that in and out of seeing like a, a area boss show up and like just running in uh doing damage and then just leaving getting in loot and then leaving um I, they I, they really refined everything that they were working on in the past couple of games. Um, minus like a couple of like weird changes, I'm, I'm not a fan of them removing the role on console. Uh, like the it's, role is always it's there as like a dodge, but it's uh, it's like capped. Like you do like one, and like some people oh. get some people get upgrades to do like multiple dashes. Yeah, the rogue does. The rogue uh, can do I think up to two, maybe three further down the tree. At least mm-hmm. I had to. Yeah, so um, I can't wait to get my hands on the like the full games out June six this year. Yeah, this is I know that's like, and if you if you get the uh, not the standard but the two one of the two editions above that, then you can play. I think four days early. Um, I'm probably just gonna do the the standard edition. But man, I was not planning on getting this game not at least not at launch but now i that's a that's a day one like i'm I'm going to buy this now what um, was it what was it about the gameplay that sort of like grabbed you like that i don't, I, I don't know i just really i liked i liked my rogue um i i actually i almost got to i think i said the cap was 20 i think it was 25 actually um i almost got to 25 i got to i was uh i think 22 maybe by the time the beta ended um but yeah, I, I don't know. It was uh, it was a great game to play with friends. Um, so that was one thing, and I think that helped. But I mean, even when I was by myself, I think it was just like I would just put on like a podcast or something, and just kind of like zone out and like you know, I don't want to say mindlessly, but like I would go do some quests. Like by the end of the the beta, I had like fifteen quests. Um, the beta was extremely generous. Like there's you, um, I think there were three to four acts in the main game. They gave you the entirety of the first act to play through. Wow. Um, yeah, it very generous. Um, I got through in my 10 hours, I got through about halfway through, um, that first act. And, and like I said, I had like 10 to 15 side quests that I couldn't even, I couldn't even do. I was, I just wanted to complete everything. I wanted to like, I wanted to put the check marks next to all of my quest logs, you know? Um, so, cause mm-hmm. I think that was probably what it was for me. And just every, like I said, the, the gameplay itself was just so, so satisfying. And I was building my rogue in a way that, um, it, it felt addictive. Like I wanted to just max her the hell out, uh, and, and see what she could do. Uh, and I was just having a lot of fun with, with that. And you're going to get yeah. to pick up this character once the game comes out again. Just like, pick no, up I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to rebuild. But you know what? It's all good because I love the game that much. I I almost don't even care. Like, I am sad about that. I do wish it would have carried over. But um, you do get, if you had reached level 20, you do get a few goodies. Nothing crazy. I think you get, like, a, a title, a name, and, like, a piece of armor or something like that. Um, so, so but, back, 
It's a backpat with, uh, with a was a cat or a dog. Uh, something like that. Oh, like what that. a dog. Yeah. yeah, I think it was that. I, I don't know. I have to go to double check. But but yeah, no, I I, I will happily rebuild that character. Um I actually respect like halfway through the my time with the beta because I I wasn't going in a direction that I wanted to. And instead of choosing a different class, I was like, you know what, let me just rethink this. And I was able to do it pretty easily. Um you can respect for free up to level fifteen, which is cool. Um so yeah, and the the penalty to to respec is not that bad. Like I was swimming in money. Like I probably had like I don't know sixty seventy thousand gold by the end of of my time with the beta, uh, which felt like a lot. Like there was nothing I couldn't do or buy. Um, and who knows? Maybe that the drops were just increased because it was beta. I do know that legendary drops were increased, so we won't like get sick armor as quick. Um, but man, yeah, it's just that customization, Chris. Like you know. That that's probably another part of it too that just hooked me. It was like that that loot grind was um, just so satisfying. Uh, you you get a new piece and you just hey, hey this this number's green. It's higher. I'm gonna equip that. You know oh I get an extra dash with this. Oh I want that. Like I yeah it's it's perfect. It's it's Diablo the way that you think it is, but somehow better. Yeah I I hope that carries through the whole game, which I feel like yeah. it will. Yeah, I feel like it will. I feel like um, they. I don't. I don't want to say like they. They. They'll do something to like piss off the the gaming industry again. But like they, they have. They have a good game on the hand. What can we say? Like it's uh, all. All's goods here. Well, we know. We know that they have that battle pass. So, I mean, mm. there's opportunity to fuck it up. <laughs> um. It is going to be cosmetic, though, so there's that. Um, we don't know, like, what all will be free and what all won't, you know? Like, what, what they'll just add as, like, free content expansions and what they're going to charge for. I mean, the idea, in my opinion, would be you charge for battle passes and all the actual content that comes, like, events, you know, locations, enemies, etc., dungeons, whatever, all that's free because you've subsidized it through the battle pass but we gonna see who knows yeah see. exactly yeah <laughs> it, it, exactly yeah we, we're hoping for an overwatch 2 situation well as far as like the content drops like everything being free um until it's as not. far as like yeah exactly exactly so mm. we'll see when the game comes out June Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it sounds like you're super apprehensive chris which i do not blame you for yeah I mean, I if mean, Immortals that, anything to go off of. See, but yeah, the thing is, reason. Immortals Immortal wasn't even that bad. Like after the the beta, redownloaded it, and like I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm talking about the monetization part. Oh, I I, mean, I just you hit a I wall pretty hard when I hear. Oh, really? Maybe that's what it is. Ah, interesting. Maybe I just haven't played enough. Mm. Right, so, um, any any last. Any last uh, remarks, thoughts? No, I think it's it surprised me. I would love to have one more beta, but I doubt that we will. I think it's coming out the same freaking week as Street Fighter Six. So great. Are you serious? Um, yeah, dead serious. So, yo, speaking of yeah. fighting games, real quick, when is Tekken yeah. Eight coming out? Because that game looks ready. I don't think they've said. I don't think that has a date. Actually, I don't even know if they said if if it's coming this year. 
with all those characters, bro, it has to be. Um, they've been dropping like two trailers a week. Feels like. When when, yeah, when, they, they, when do Tekken games typically come out? Is that like a summer or like a fall game? Let's see. I, I don't know. Last yeah. time it was a February release. February eighteenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, we we don't have a we don't have an official date yet for this. I could see it getting uh, releasing in the back half of this year. I don't think they're going to release too close to Street Fighter Six, though. I think that it'll be if it comes out this year. I, I think it's going to be like fall, mm. either fall or um, spring next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see it going to next year, like early next year, sometime. You know, it'd be crazy. What's that? If they drop the eight, turn it to an X, and they put Street Fighter at the end. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone remember that game? Anyone? <laughs> I do. I um, do. Yeah, sad. Sad that that was not something that could come to fruition. That would have been one. This would be the time, man. Tekken yeah. looks sick. It does look good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I had. Let's, uh, let's start. I guess we could go ahead and jump into the game news. Um, Let's do it. All right. Uh, I guess we'll start off with, uh, I guess, more of like a we'll start off on like a more s- sad note. Um, Lance Reddick, Command- Commander Zavala from Destiny, uh, has, has, has passed. Lance Reddick, um, out of what seems like nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he he's I think they said that he passed from natural causes at the age of sixty. Uh, mm. So sort of just wanted to take a moment to talk about like our favorite uh, pieces of just entertainment that he's been in. You know, he's uh, a lot of people know him from the from the Wire, um, John Wick, from John Wick. Yeah, uh, some people even know him from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's I knew him first from The Wire. I watched that show um, in college um, for the first time, and uh, he stuck out immediately. And in, in what is basically a an immaculate cast, um, fantastic. I mean, The Wire is one of it is to me it is the best uh, television show ever created. Like I, I love that show. I've seen it in its entirety twice. Um, it, it's it's amazing. Um, and he is one of the best parts um, of it. And uh, he just has such a gravitas. Um, and he has like, uh, he plays a uh, Lieutenant Daniels, who is a police chief uh, for uh, working for the Baltimore um, uh, police office. And, and he is a man stuck between his a, a duty to serve the people, but also understanding that the system is corrupt um, and he just exuded, uh, a commanding presence in every single scene, um, that he was in and, and he just, he just imprinted like, uh, just, a, a, a like a sense of leadership, a sense of, of, of nobility, like onto me through his performance. Um, and, and ever since, you know, I, 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 he's no matter what he did after that, I always, um, respected him and, and saw him as that character and, 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 um, you know, and, and the, the thing is too, and, and that's going to be funny considering the next thing I'm going to say, which is he had a comedic side to him as well, that people, a lot of people 
don't know about. Um, you know, he appeared on Eric Andre's show. Um, he did a, some funny or die sketches. Uh, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a really funny guy. Uh, and it's just really sad. He had gone, gone too soon, gone too soon. Hey, James, uh, James, mm-hmm. you, have, you have any favorite memories of, uh, of any of his performances? I mean, I guess most fittingly for me to go back to destiny. Um, Commander Zavala is a very pivotal role in that franchise. And in that series, he's the leader of your group when things are started. Um, so like you were saying, Roddy, he has that, almost that, that regal tone to him. It like commands respect, commands attention. And he plays that so perfectly. Um, but he also was really good at um, being able to, was really good at able to show the loss and and the weight that being a leader can can take on a person, you know. And so it was always just kind of like Destiny's story isn't something that I'm gonna sit there and say like I follow page to page, but he was just always a very driving force through that story. So he will definitely be missed. And and Silence, I know we just talked about how Horizon didn't really hold us, but he to me was the best character in that game. Yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of the uh, standout characters in even in the sequel. Unfortunately, not in it as and that was one of the that was one of the things that we have talked about on this show uh, earlier in the uh, in 2022 when it first came out. When I was like, "Wow, really wish we got more more of that character." Like we, it, the game desperately needed him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, just a, a immense talent gone far too soon. So today we say goodbye to a true legend. We extend our deepest condolences to Mr. Reddick's family, friends, and fans. Rest in peace, Lance Riddick. You will be missed. And let's uh, jump into our next piece of news. Multiverses is being taken down and revamped for a release in 2024. Uh, Multiverses being uh, Warner Brothers' big co-op, not co-op, um, big like Smash Brothers-esque uh, platform fighter uh, will be pretty much taken down of early access and uh, will go offline in June. Uh, the developer announced that it's pausing updates and taking the game offline for a relaunch of multiverses, which is targeted for early 2024. What do you, what are you guys' feelings on, uh, cause this is, you know, we were talking about this before the show. Um, there really isn't a precedent of a, a game sort of selling itself, selling itself early access and having like, I think like a hundred dollar, um, like founders edition or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, sort of shutting down, which they're saying it's coming back, which is like a good thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. To me, it's it's sort of it's weird. Is it like a weird? I wouldn't say gray area, but I don't like it. You don't like the fact that it's being shut down. Yeah, like I. Granted, I didn't I didn't put any money into this game, but I I could only like feel like understand like if I did how like upset I would be. You know, I think another reason though. Just thinking back as to why they're shutting it down. Apparently, player base dropped by like 95%. So, I mean, if no one's playing the game. Yeah. That's what I, was just, <laughs> I can't be mad at that. Like, I do yeah. understand, though. You, you charge money for this product. 
and that's just kind of the issue with live service games in general. I've paid my money, and no matter if nobody else is playing or not, I've paid my money. I should be able to play my game. Yeah, I, I think that's that's where I'm at. I, yeah, you paid money for it. You shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be a thing that you cannot access. Right. It, it, it's like yeah. saying like. I, I bought a, a 2020 Corolla, but nobody else bought a 2020 Corolla, so now I can't drive it. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what I'm seeing, too, is that um, so it will be available for offline play only. Um, it is being delisted, though. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's 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 delisted as of yesterday. Yes, as of this, 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 yeah, that we're recording this. Um, it, but if you if you have it, you paid the money for it, I guess. You can only... You can only play it offline, which to me, a game like this, that's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's as good as dead anyway. Um, mm-hmm. unless you just happen to have like three other friends on hand who are willing to come to your house and play this game specifically with you. siblings. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I, bad move. I, to me, it's a weird move. It's a very, very strange move. We haven't seen, like you said, Chris, like we haven't seen this before. I don't think, um, and it's and and I want to say as well. I, I just went to look at the um, the the statement that the that the studio made about this, and they said um, it, so. It wasn't early access; it was open beta, which to me is even weirder um, because during the advertisement of this game, I never I never actually played this. I only saw it like through trade shows, but I didn't really see a lot of like open beta language like around this. Did did you all? No, especially not the way they were dropping characters like that. Nothing ever made it feel mm. like beta. Like I, I forgot honestly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's really nebulous, and you know, I, not to take too much of the spotlight away from this game, but it does remind me of what's happening with Overwatch Two, because Overwatch Two is technically an early access game. Um, they have said, um, well, they by. I mean, Blizzard uh, has said that when they first started advertising Overwatch 2, it was known as early access. Now, they dropped that language pretty quick, and they didn't make any sort of fuss about it, you know. But they, but that does make me think, like, okay, well, you're charging, you know, money for battle passes and character packs and skins and all types of stuff um, willingly. Like, but that's, that's it's not really, it's not really yours. Like it, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's essentially a digital rental. And that's been a, that's, that's been a, a, an argument for, you know, digital items forever. And that's one reason why I was a big component, a proponent of uh, owning something physically on a disc rather than buying something digitally until COVID happened. And I just wasn't going to the store and buying stuff like that anymore. And I wasn't waiting two days or three days or however long to purchase something on Amazon and have it come like shipped to my door. Um, so I did go digital. I've gone digital a lot, quite a bit actually. Um, but that's, that's been a big argument though. It's like, we're re- really buying a digital license and anything can be pulled at any time. Um, and if you don't happen to have that file on your hard drive, well, good you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, mm, dang, that's what. Let's talk about like the protect the potential impact of like these companies now sort of selling us like these these digital licenses now. Because when when you think because you you brought you like you brought it up 
we're not we technically don't own these things that we're downloading because at any time if they choose to you know pull it off the store or anything like that and you don't have it downloaded um i mean look at the the wii uh the eShop for the 3ds and the, the wii system like that's mm-hmm. uh I, I think we're i think we're past the date now like if you have it yeah, it's gone yeah it's gone so you can't access any of that stuff anymore um yeah yeah this yeah, it, uh, like the what, what, what do they call it like um digital storefront no uh like the perseverance or something like that oh you're talking about pre- preservation preservation yeah there we go yeah um that's definitely something that i think has to come up more in conversations like i think gamers have to be more vocal about uh like what we're buying and what we're what we're owning um like if it, i feel like if, if it's something we're if, if it's not even purchasing i feel like it's it's I think they'll, they'll eventually put all the stuff behind like passes and stuff like that. If I, I feel like if, if I bought this all under a pass, I wouldn't be as upset. No, I mean, Oh, go ahead, James. I'm, I'm asking. I like, yeah, oh, you no. don't think so. If, if that subscription that I'm, I'm, that I'm paying for, if it's allowing me to like play something else, then I don't know. I think that's, I, that's that's sort of like where my attention span has gone to with gaming now. Yeah. I mean, like that's the that's why DRM being DRM free on the PC is so important for a lot of people mm-hmm. because they don't want to have to go through those like checks, those security checks mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, even on a console, like it's it's flipped to where you know um if you are like let's say i buy something on a disc especially nowadays if i buy something on a disc i'm literally buying a download code at that point yeah like the the game's not even on the disc nowadays yeah. it's really you know i'm i'm i put it in my console i don't even bother like half the time because i put the disc in my console i'm downloading not just any update day one updates i mean excluding all that i'm still downloading like the rest of the game uh, through their server, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, whatever. Um, so re- <laughs> if you're on a console right now, there's really, you don't really have an option at that point, And that kind of sucks. And, and know, it's funny. The other day I was um, talking to a friend about the last of us. We were talking about the show and I had just got last of us part one um, for like dirt cheap at a shop. And I was like, Oh yeah, I picked up this game. So started playing it, realized like <laughs> that I was dying too much, and I don't want to play it anymore. Do you want to? You want to like borrow it and uh, and play through the game? Because we were talking about how um, he played like up to a certain point of the game, and like once we got up to I think episode maybe like four of the series, like that point, he was sort of like everything was fresh to him. So I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. just just uh, just borrow the game. I got you know, I just picked it up. And he was like, oh, no, I have the uh, a digital, all digital PlayStation, so can't borrow the game. Whoops. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really weird. I, I feel like something else is something, well, I don't know. I don't want to put on my tinfoil hat, but, like, I, it just feels, like, not that simple. Like, it just, it feels like something else is going on behind the scenes that we just are not privy to right now. Um, it. It's very mm. abrupt and it's very strange. Um, Tinfoil hat. What, what, what you trying to say? Yeah, man. What if? Let's hear it. Yeah, I, let's hear it. I yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to speak on anything that I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on. So okay. Do okay. We, yeah. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, I, I just, I, I think it, it really, it, to me, it, there has to be, it has to be some other explanation. Like you don't, I don't think, and it could be any, it really could be a lot of things. It could be something like, it could be something as simple as the player base isn't there. I think, I think James, you said earlier, it had dropped by like 90% or something like yep. that. Like the, the player base, like that's not that surprising to me. Um, you know, despite them putting out that content, you know, they were probably spending a lot of money on, on a lot of that licensing and everything. Um, they weren't seeing the return on investment possibly. Um, again, I'm speculating. I have no idea, but, uh, but yeah, it could be that it could be something else going on. Like, I, I don't know, but it, it, to me, you don't just like, you don't just pull this, something like this off of the store completely without something happening. It might just be a, some sort of contract dispute with one of the, uh, one or more of, of the, um, characters that they're dealing with. Dude, no, um, I, I don't, don't they own Dude. all the characters? Yes. Yeah, they That's, own all the characters. It, it's Warner Brothers, right? Right. Warner Brothers publishing, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe not. Maybe it's not that. I have no idea. But it, it, I just, I, it's got to be something very weird, though. <laughs> I also think some of the character choices were a little off. Like, I wonder how much of their budget went into licensing LeBron James. <laughs> I like it. I think it was a good idea. I'd ra- it was I'd just rather, something different. I, w- I would have rather gotten like. Ed, Ed, and Eddie, or, or Courage. Did we get Courage? Is Courage in the game? I think they own all that stuff now. He's not in there. Johnny Bravo? There's, I don't think there are any, like, Nick Toons. I mean, like, Nick Toons. What are those guys called? Just Cartoon Network characters. Mm, shame. That's a, that's a shame. I mean, maybe that's this next uh, patch, though, when the game actually goes live or whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um... You know, like I said, early 2024 will be the, hopefully the relaunch of Multiverses. So we'll see then uh, what's next for that game. Uh, next up, E3 is canceled. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This has not been a solid week, man. Yeah. So according to sources, there are uh, several reasons for cancellation of E3 this year. One reason, of course, uh the alter timelines of game development caused by the COVID pandemic. Um, another reason is that companies reassessed how they're investing uh, in marketing activities due to the economic headwinds. And additionally, virtual launches have been gaining popularity. So, um, I mean, all in all, I think E3 has sort of shown that um, its its relevance isn't really there because we have things like the was it uh, summer. Games Fest. Games Fest. Um, Everybody does their own directs now. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say. I don't even think it's. I, I don't even think it's the Summer Games Fest. I think it's the fact that everyone does their own thing. But there's no need. Like I, the, the, yeah, we we have, we have we have discussed this point so many times, like on this show specifically, because the same thing happened in I want to say 2020 or 2019. It might have been 2020 actually, um, where. You know, they were like, yep, yeah, not going to happen. And um, yeah, you know, it was 2020 mm-hmm. because they did have a 2019 E3. And and we had a similar discussion where we were like, is E3 relevant? Like, that was the question, right? And we were back then saying, well, Sony's doing their own thing. Or I'm sorry, Nintendo's doing their own thing um, and have been for a while. They pulled out officially. Sony was thinking about doing their own showcase and pulled out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Microsoft was really the only one of those three going. 
Um, and EA had pulled out or done their started doing their own thing. Ubisoft just out. yeah, their way forward, right? Um, Devolver Digital like, wasn't going to be there. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> at some point you don't have a a show, right? Like you you can't have a trade show. And and the importance people have to remember that the importance of E3 was not like for people like us on the outside. It was for people in the industry to all come together for three days and or uh, five days and and uh have discussions network and all that we got to see the fruits of that from the outside it was televised like an event but it wasn't a convention it was a industry it was an industry trade show and that necessity kind of died really when covid i mean covid was the nail in that coffin but it was already kind of dying before that um we saw what they were doing with like the fan stuff and and all that other stuff like that that was just them trying to revitalize a dying event to me and and so e3's relevance has it's been a slow death for for years this is this this should really shock no one honestly so let's take some time uh because i mean we have talked about this on the show a lot uh we you know just just to pour one out for e3 let's sort of talk about personal experiences of like just you know watching e3 previous years and i know for a lot of people um people that just follow just gaming industry news uh, going to E3 is always like the biggest, like that was the thing that you were, you, you work towards each year um, because, you know, you're, you're able to see other people in the industry. You're able to see sometimes behind the door, behind closed doors events of games that either haven't been announced yet or games that are like, you know, around the corner. So I, you know, they, there, there are expos that happen. You know, we have summer game fests, uh, they have like these things that they're doing here or there, but mostly a lot of these things now are done digitally um, or they'll, you know, ship out a bunch of influencers to check out a game for a weekend. So it's not like these things aren't like people have lost access to these things. That's, that's not it at all. Um, I think they, the industry's honestly adjusted to the cancellation of E3 already. So um, I think the biggest thing is just sort of like, having that thing to look forward to during the summer, which sort of has once again, shifted over to uh, the, the game fest, but I don't know. I'll, I'll miss talking about it, but it's like I said, it's not something that I feel like is really just lost. Like we've, we've adjusted at this point. Yeah. I mean, we get, we get directs, Nintendo directs two times a year, guaranteed. We get a Microsoft show, once or twice a year, we get the Sony thing in June and seemingly September. Now uh, that seems to be a thing for the last few years they've been doing, um, you know, way forwards happen a couple times. A year. Like everyone's having their, they're, they're, they're getting their own cadence. Like you said, like, this isn't, it's not really going away. I think what's going away is like just that one week in June, like where all of the news is like, you're just bombarded with like everything. And honestly, there was an excitement to that. Like when I was, especially when I was younger, I loved that. That was my shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But now like I I do kind of see where it's better. I I understand where some games get buried under that avalanche of information. And I think it's kind of better to have it more spread out, you know, in that way. Just over the course of the summer or something like that. Yeah. or Or something, the summer, the year, whatever, like let some of these other games, uh, have the capability to shine because a lot of smaller indie titles don't get to when you're trying to compete with the Call of Duties or the the 
God of Wars or or whatever, mm-hmm. like you can't really. It's hard to compete with that. Um, like with in terms of press and coverage and stuff like that. I, I will miss sort of like having like those like bingo cards of all right, let's see what gets announced or how certain things are handled or if they announce yeah. you know the next handheld or something like that. So yeah, or, uh, or who's who's um whose show is going to be a complete fucking train wreck? Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the um the Just Dance crew. That's right. <laughs> and that was super Sony so, Sony two thousand six. It's pretty good. Giant Enemy Crab. Mm-hmm. Um, the infamous Xbox One reveal. Uh, yeah, that Ooh. torpedoed a whole platform. Ooh, the the, uh, the Diablo Immortal <laughs> reveal. You guys want to have phones? I have phones. Oh yeah, classics. Wait, was that E three or was that just their BlizzCon? I thought it was E three. Was that BlizzCon? No, what? I think that was BlizzCon. No! <laughs> there goes my moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so RIP E3. Mm-hmm. Last story of the week. Uh, this Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay dropped out of nowhere. Um, I wasn't really expecting it. What about you guys? It's close enough, man. We had to see something. Yeah, it's pretty close. All right, so let's uh, talk about some of the things we saw in the video. Um, Link has some new abilities. I think the biggest that we've seen in this trailer was the the fusion, like the technology of being able to take a weapon and, and fuse it with another one. So if you want a longer-reaching weapon, you can attach something to, like, a spear, extend its reach. Um, things like this also, like, increase durability of weapons. So like, you can take something like a stick, which typically you could, I think that's like what, like two, three attacks. You can mm-hmm. get out of that. You can attach like a like stone to it and make like a hammer weapon. And um, I think I think we're gonna see some very interesting things with uh, the the fusion system. Um, there's also an ability of like just being able to create like different, I guess, vehicles to help you get through the environments. Which I thought was going to be pretty cool. I think yeah. speed speedrunners were already doing this, Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> seeing what they do with something like this is going to be amazing. I, I can't wait to see what the internet does with this. But what do you guys think of uh, this Tears of the Kingdom gameplay trailer? It's going to sound. Yeah, you can go. It's going to sound lame if I just say it looks like Breath of the Wild, but it does. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it does though. <laughs> <laughs> this feels almost like the Majora's Mask Ocarina of Time. How we just kind of built off of that established thing that we know that works, and it's it's going to have a couple of new abilities, and you're going to love it for it. And I'm fine with that. It was giving me um, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, putting together vehicles and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm here for it. I just don't see anything going wrong with this. Yeah, uh, I think Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask is a pretty good comparison to this. Um, I mean, when the game starts, um, or the gameplay starts, it, it looked exactly like Breath of the Wild. And, and I think that is what I was expecting, the idea that this would not be some, like, you know, different art style or reinvention, but that they were literally just going to take the Breath of the Wild um, engine um, and, and just add some new stuff to it. 
um, or, or the idea behind that game. Um, and, and almost, I don't, I hesitate to, I don't want to say it's an expansion pack basically, but like kind of that idea though, that you're, you're adding on to the existing idea and not necessarily reinventing it. Um, and, and I do think that Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask is like a little different in that regard. Cause it's like a completely different tone. Um, but, but, but I, I, I think that comparison is still, is still apt. Um, I think this looks really cool though. Like, I guess the biggest difference is like the sky Island stuff, which gave me, um, it was, uh, uh gave me gravity, gravity rush vibes, mm. honestly, like falling off of the, uh, skydiving off of the, the islands was cool. Um, and then, uh, being able to make like the vehicles, like Chris, you said, you know, you can make a boat, um, in really in breath of the wild. I think part of the genius of that game was that it, it gave you, um, create it allowed the player to craft creative solutions to problems um that you you didn't even you didn't even realize that you were going to come up with um just in in its puzzles and and i thought that was really cool like using some of the abilities and extra powers that you had in that game um so when i saw like the fuse technique in uh tears of the kingdom that that really made me think wow yeah this is kind of an evolution of you know that particular idea in breath of the wild. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, this, this is neat. I'm, I'm going to play this game. Breath of the wild is, is awesome. It's a great game. Another, another game of the year contender. Oh boy. We'll see, man. I, I mean, I surely I could be, I mean, if, if it is breath of the wild, but more and or better, like, you know, give it to me, you know? Um, is it worth the? Or, is it worth the extra ten dollars? Oh, it is seventy, huh? Yep. Uh, yes. I mean, I'm probably I'm gonna have to buy like these games just never go on sale, so like I'm probably gonna have to buy until like three years later. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably gonna have to buy it. I'd love for this to be on a Switch too. I'd love that. But, I you know. I almost want to like wait this out for it because yeah. you know you know that's gonna happen. You know this like. The Breath of the Wild was on the Wii U. Wii U, yeah, yeah. So that, that true. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know this gets a port for whatever My, the, yeah. you know Switch Two will be. Part of me is mm-hmm. kind of agrees with that, but at the same time, it looks exactly like Breath of the Wild. So there's no real need, I wouldn't think, for Switch Two in order to run it any better. Listen, these game like we we're officially in the next gen. I feel like. Because mm-hmm. now we're getting more games that are exclusively exclusively coming out PS5, Xbox Series S and X. Um, so you know, now we're getting less games that are are PS4 and, and Xbox One. Going back to the Switch, like right now, I'm trying to play through Bayonetta, and it's it's rough. It is tough, sort of like the, the system is sort of chugging along. Like it's it's I'm getting through it, but it's not pretty. Were you talking about the original Bayonetta? Or it took them Bayo three. Bayo three. Yeah, I've been holding off just because I heard about how rough that could be. I'm hoping exactly. for a port or something. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'll, of course, have like enough to play with other things coming out this year where I could. I wouldn't be as like devastated that I'm missing out on Breath of the Wild, but I sort of want to wait for this next Switch. Hmm. Well, I don't know if we're getting anytime soon. They just announced a Breath of the Wild <laughs> OLED, so which you know it's it's weird, but like I I 
I wouldn't recommend getting that. Like, why would you do that? Because it's pretty. I mean, look at it. Because little kids, little kids who are going to go see the Mario movie are going to say, Mom, Dad, I want to play Mario something, and they don't have a Nintendo thing yet. Yeah, we have a Switch Lite. Ugh, don't do that. I I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just seems like, okay, I don't want to say a miscalculation on on Nintendo's part, but it it seems like Nintendo went, what do the hardcore gamers want? They don't uh, say that, and you know that. Yeah, they've never, <laughs> oh, no. never said that. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. They never say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I guess they they thought about like what can we offer in terms of like a premium experience, and they came up with the OLED. Uh, it didn't change literally anything else. That just seems like a very Nintendo thing to do to me. Um, to just completely misread like what people actually want. Some folks yeah. say I don't, it was it's like a whole timing thing. Rumor was mm-hmm. it was going to be a better version, but, you know, supply chains and we need to make that money. So, right, okay. right. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt I, a year or two, maybe a, two years ago around COVID like time uh, or like it, the onset of COVID, I should say, um, I would have probably said, yeah, they we might see a refresh this year. I don't think we're going to see a refresh. I think whatever comes will just be a, a sequel to the Switch. But I think I'm going to... I honestly feel like I'm going to wait. You're, okay. you're going to hold yeah. off. Really? He says that now. I, he say, says that for I, say, I say that, but the, <laughs> yeah. the, night, the night before it drops, my wallet's going to be sitting there in the corner just like, just yeah. scared. Just like, yo, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I got 70 rupees for you right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that's that's pretty much it for this episode. Should I play that? Uh, you guys have any closing thoughts? Any shout outs? Uh, we're, we, we did an episode faster than you can watch the Mario movie, which is already at 92 minutes. <laughs> Go us. What? Yo, cut <laughs> yeah. it off. We're done. Get it out of here. <laughs> Thanks everybody. See you next time. <laughs> but if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite, your favorite podcast platforms and leave us a review. It helps out with the algorithm gods, uh, share, uh, drop some likes also shout out to all of our new tiktok followers we're on tiktok now y'all hey i know good yeah good stuff don't i know chris is up here like don't ban us, us. Yeah. don't ban- <laughs> oh shit that's right yeah there's a whole thing going on right now what's uh, <laughs> getting scary in the streets oh, well. with that we're signing out for another week peace out stay stay beastly that felt weird to say. Did it? Weird to say. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Is Peace. it time for a change? Mm, I don't know. Mm.